Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. You're listening to the Work For It Podcast. It's Brian House here for, um, what is this, a Thursday morning podcasting session we're doing here, Brian? Well, Wednesday morning, but yeah, you're only one day off. Is it Wednesday already? <laughs> Work For It Wednesday, man. Oh, my God. Well, real quick, what do you think is the most inconsiderate possible thing that you could do to say somebody you're sort of working with uh fuck you uh i don't know what (laughs) (laughs) just just think of it in terms of this what one of the most inconsiderate things like what is one of your pet peeves like people do and you're like it might even be something that i just did to you i honestly i have no idea what you're trying to get at here bud all right so I was late today okay. getting on this podcast, right? I mean, you're a whole, what, five minutes late? No big deal. Five minutes late. And you know me. I like to be on time, right? Of I mean, that's that's definitely something I strive to be on time. And it's because I respect your time. Because you're busy, I'm busy. Uh, I would never try to impede your time because I know that time is money. Of and course. that it's very important that we follow a schedule. Of course. And by the way, Ben, this isn't directed at you because you get a <laughs> pass say, on this. <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little bit of shade going on here. <laughs> no. Ben is habitually late, and here he it is. is. This is the day that Brian House finally puts his foot down. He's an artiste. What can we do? <laughs> He's not in, – in Ben's – my relationship with Ben is he can be late. You know, it's okay. Right, right. Whereas if I say pay you $5,000 to do a job that you say uh... would take two days – 
and now it's going on seven days. Oh my god! And they really? still aren't complete. And the guy's like <laughs> begging me for the money, like, "Oh, hey man, you got a check? Oh, hey, you know, maybe I can get that check." I'm like, "The job's not done, bud." Dude, like, and oh. you want your money? You want that money? Do the work. Finish work for it. The effing job, bro. <laughs> I have heard every excuse in the world, and it's like. I'm telling you, man, this is a two-day job. I've seen lots of air conditioners be moved from one side of the room to the other, and this mm-hmm. is by no way a seven-day seven job. And he still hasn't gotten it done, correct? To, I was promised that it would be done Monday. I was promised that it would be done Tuesday. I was promised it would be done today, and the reason why I was late getting on this podcast was because I was on the phone with him and he was like, uh, dude, sorry, I can't finish today. I got to, I got, you know, so I, it was just like, what you, pro, you've pro, I'm the empty promises from start to finish. And I was just like, well, you know, whatever you got to do, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You're bumping everything back. I said, um, I have people lined up to do other work behind you and you're mm-hmm. causing them all these in, inconveniences. Anyway, I didn't mean to start the podcast on a downer. I'm just really into, uh, you know, keeping, you know, making sure I stay on time and making sure that I fulfill the things that I told others that I would do because I'm a man of my word. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. And and that's it. Anyway, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right. other, other I'm, than I'm, uh... I'm let it, I let it all go. I'm tying it to a red balloon. It's going it's up gone. into the atmosphere okay. and it's gone. <sighs> I feel better now. Look, I ranted. That was it. There you go. There you go. You got it out of your system. I got a bag of so chips other here. Than, other than this jackass, definitely like throwing off your entire week. What else has been going on in your shop? Or the, I guess the new shop. Well, other than the air conditioner being moved and finishing the electrical. I finished the electrical a little mm-hmm. while ago. I and, saw your um, video on that. It looks, it looks, I like the, uh. You know, like you were talking about before, how you were going to go with the plastic housing and all that stuff. You know what? You're you're right to have switched over to that metal housing because it just looks better in my personal opinion. It does. It looks like uh, an industrial sort of building would have. And once it's painted, I think it's going to look really cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did I tell you this story about how I'm doing something super nerdy with the laser? I'm I'm going to actually laser cut out the little outlet covers. Dude, tell us about it. So, all right. So, the outlets themselves are poking through a metal sort of face. And they're all plastic. Right. And I don't want paint on those, right? So, I'm taking blue painter's tape. I have drawn up the face of the uh, the, the outlet, like the exact spot that I don't want paint on. And I'm cutting with my laser the little blue tape spot. So all I have to do is like walk in with some stickers that are like the exact right size, put mm-hmm. them over each outlet. And then when I spray, there'll be no um, paint in the outlet or on top of the outlet. Oh, so that's pretty cool. It sounds like a really um, w- stupid way to use like a $5,000 device. Like, But it's like... <laughs> You know how long it would take me to cut all those things out and like you know put them on there each one one by one? It would take forever. Yeah, absolutely, it would take forever. It would take um, almost seven days. Like <laughs> like my air conditioning fucking people, seven yeah. fucking days. Oh man. <laughs> 
You know what? It wouldn't probably take me seven days. It would, I, I'd be like, look, dude, you got about five minutes before I finish this freaking tape job. You better have that air conditioner done and you better have it finished installed. so I could right. freaking paint. And the thing is, is like he got it installed and running in like a day and a half or something. It's like all the little things that he promised that he would do, like <sighs> put all the wiring in the conduits, make sure that he tore down the old one. And, you know, there's because there was two AC units in there and there's like a bunch of wiring and stuff. I needed all cleaned up. This is the reason why it cost five grand, because right, I had him right. doing all these other little things. And, and um, you're paying top end dollar and you're getting a subpar job done. I should have just, just sounds like should, some bullshit. I should have just hired like a bigger company to do it. Yeah, like, yeah, just, for sure. This was a recommendation from somebody too. Oh man! Like, what, that... Now what do I do? Do I go to that person and be like, "Look, <laughs> you have been referring these people to your people," and let me tell you a story. But the guy's nice enough. See, that's the problem. Sure, He's like sure. very, very nice guy. I like his wife. They're both nice people. It's just like get the freaking job done, bro. Right, right, bro. Get it done. Oh man. Work so, for it, baby. It has taken you seven days to get this guy to finally. Well, I guess it sounds like he hasn't even done it yet, so it could be even more. But well, I've been promised that it'll be finished tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah, of but course. we know how you know, that works. <laughs> how good those promises are. Well, here's I, the other thing. Go if, ahead. If I he'll tell me like, hey, I need to meet you over at the space to get your opinion on something. Let's meet there at nine o'clock. Okay, I'm there at eight forty-five. Right, sweeping the floor. He rolls in, and I'm not kidding you, at 10.15. Now, I have mm. no other reason to be there. I mean, I, literally nothing. I have no projects going on. It's all dependent upon him finishing. And, I, and I'm like, you said 9. It's like 10.15. He's like, yeah, you know, I got to go across the bridge. And uh, you know, I'm like, no. Mm. You just, you just, you're not a, you're not a timekeeper. You got to get, you need no. a watch? I should have offered him. To buy him a watch. <laughs> Would that be passive aggressive enough? Well, no, just take, you know, the what a hundred dollars out of that five thousand dollars, buy a watch and add that into the deal because <laughs> it sounds like it really needs one. It sounds like you need something. Oh man, oh, man. foot up his ass. So anyways, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. I've been babysitting people and get what get this, right? What? So <laughs> yesterday. I was told that I was supposed to be at the space by nine o'clock to meet the AC guy. And I timed it so that I would meet Skippy, the fork truck guy at the same time. And I'm walking the dog with Sarah the night before on Monday night. And I'm like, can you fucking believe this? What are the odds that I would be able to get two contractors in the building at the same time? Right. And then not waste all this time, you know, going up twice or whatever. And she's like, wow, you know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's like real efficient use of your time. And I'm like, yeah. I get there at nine o'clock. I'm waiting for the AC guy and the fork truck guy. I get a call from the fork truck guy, Skippy. And he's like, sorry, I can't make it this morning. I had something come up. Mm. So now I'm waiting on that guy. He did show up today, though. Okay. And but here's some more drama. So I loaned the fork truck to the AC guys because of the man basket, right? Wait, it's what? Like, Oh, oh, like I loaned it to them inside my space okay. so they could use it. I was like going to say, if you you just got this fork <laughs> truck, you spent so much time and effort getting this fork truck into your shop and you're just no. giving it out willy nilly to somebody no, that's no, no. just a friend of a friend. I told them, like, look, instead of getting in a ladder on a ladder and moving your ladders around, use the fork truck 
Sure. I told them, you know, hey, it leaks or whatever, but it should be fine. And they're like, cool. Which, by the way, should have meant that it sped up the job. But that's a whole nother story. Anyway. So um, they're using the fork truck for a couple of days, going up mm. and down, up and down. And meanwhile, I've got an estimate to repair the leaky cylinder in the back. Okay. When we get there this morning, the fork truck guy goes, where's all this oil coming from? Oh, no. And I was like, what? And a seal in the front had burst mm. and uh, kind of started, you know, doing this thing. So he's like, well, I don't have that seal kit with me. I'll have to set up a new ticket for you and then we'll have to come back out. But as the day went on, he calls me and says, hey, just a heads up. They had the seals in stock at the warehouse. I went nice. and grabbed them and I'm doing all the work at the same time. So that was a bonus. That worked out. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. Cool. So, yeah. So, what about you? What you got going on? Well, I've actually, of course, I wasn't in the last podcast because I had the flu. So I was, you know, down for the count for the better part of a week. So I was in the shop on, I think, Tuesday last week. And then I started feeling sick Tuesday night. And then, of course, Wednesday rolled around and I couldn't record with you guys because I was all congested and whatnot. And then... I didn't get back into the shop until Monday morning, but oh my goodness, does it feel good to be back in the shop after a week off? Like if it, anybody who's, you know, a maker or, you know, anybody who, you know, has a passion that involves going to a specific place to work on it and you, you've been away from it for a while and you haven't had the ability to go and work in the workshop. And then all of a sudden you, you walk in that door for the first time. How good of a feeling is that? Let me tell you, holy cow. Like, um, you know, normally because I'm driving that hour back and forth, um, you know, normally that hour drive in the morning at night is just kind of a drag. And of course, you know, I'm listening to podcasts and I'm filling my time, but like, you know, a good part of that time, I'm thinking like, holy crow, you know, I'm, I'm wasting time here, you know, getting kind of negative, but driving in on Monday morning, I mean, I was getting goosebumps when I was getting close because I was so, so excited to work for it. Man, that's good. Co- that's a cool thing to hear because, you know, you've been doing this for a long time and it, oh, it yeah. seems like, you know, a lot of people, the shine has come off the apple, as they say, you know? Oh yeah. Have you I ever mean, heard, have you heard that saying before? Like, oh, of course. It's like things turn into work and you get bored of things or whatever. And it doesn't sound like that's the case with you. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play it up. Like I never get like bored of knife making, you know, of course there's times where it's like, okay, this is like the 50th time I've ground a bevel or or not the 50th, (laughs) but 5,000th time I've ground a bevel, you know, that, you know, of course, you know, there's, there's a little bit of monotony when it comes to it, but you know, every single time I dip Damascus in ferric chloride and pull it out, it, I mean, I, I get goosebumps still and I've been doing it for a while, but yeah, I, I totally get that. But yeah, so getting back in the workshop and getting back to work on this giant batch that I I mean, normally I try to, you know, bust out a batch every other week. And this one has been I mean, this is the third week I've worked on this single batch. And it's I don't know, it's I mean, of course, it's larger, of course, it's going to take longer time. But you know, this this whole week off of being sick has definitely set me back more than I was expecting. But yeah, I'm just super pumped to get back in the shop, and I did a couple live streams, and I joined a couple live streams, got back connected with all the uh, the guys, and I'm I'm you know all the people out there that are you know a lot of them listen here, which I appreciate, 
But, you know, doing those live streams and talking to people that, you know, I'm, I'm sure, Brian, you understand, you know, when, when you're in the shop working by yourself, you know, a lot of times you're, you know, you're listening to podcasts, but a lot of it's kind of gets a little bit lonely. So to jump on a live stream and, you know, talk to people, see some people really, you know, bust up that monotony. And I love That's that. true. I'm not always camera ready, though. That's my oh, problem. Yeah. It's like I, I feel like maybe I should look better be less stupid looking or whatever. But, um, speaking of podcasts real quick, I don't know if you've heard of this podcast. This is a new podcast, uh, that I think it's new. It's not that new. I don't know. They got like 10 episodes or something, but they mentioned us and then mentioned me and tagged me, which is a real smart way to climb (laughs) up real fast. All you gotta do is talk about me. I love hearing my own voice and my name and all that. A real big stroke of my ego, <laughs> and um, anyway, uh, it's called Working Hands Podcast. Oh, right. Let me tell you something. I'm going to make a note of that right now. I'm going to start listening. These guys, uh, there's, I believe it's three of them: Blackthorn Concepts, uh, which I'm still getting to know their names. It's Keith uh, Drennan from Blackthorn Concepts. Cool. All right, and I believe he's like a a, a metal smith, a blacksmith. And we got Woodland Iron, Woodland Iron, which is Tony Woodland. Okay. Uh, okay. So he's, uh, and, and he's, well, no, he's the blacksmith. Maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. Anyway, don't listen to me. Anyway, there's, and then there's Chad from Chad's Customs, Custom Creations. All three of these guys are doing a really great job. It's really easy to listen to. Oh, that's I awesome. Mean, and it's um, all about, making stuff and you know they're kind of like using the same thought process we had where it's like we wanted to kind of mix it up metal and steel or metal and i'm sorry metal and steel metal and wood and (laughs) you know different different kinds of things all varieties from metal varieties of materials yes to iron to (laughs) anyway i've i appreciate the shout out i I know they listened to us because they were repeating some stories that we were telling so that that was cool and they went to maker's camp which oh, I'm so jealous blew, about that. Yeah, I'm so jealous. I well, looked at all the photos. I wish I could have gone. I could not have gone. Um, but anyway, listen to the Working Hands podcast. That's my shout out for the week because they're great and their audio is great and they're you know just easy to listen to. Like I said, so go go check it out. It's a new one. Working Hands. Man, that's awesome. I will definitely go ahead and jump on that one. I like anything with the the word work in it. <laughs> Have you seen, yeah. by the way, our new campaign that we're putting out? We just yeah, started releasing it. That skull photo, that skull yeah. sticker, that thing is so badass. We Sarah did, did a, a whole, great job on that. She's an amazing designer. And um, so we worked on that together. I had no part of the creative, really. I just have a few suggestions like i'm like hey we should do a skull we got to do a snake we got to do an eagle we got to do an anvil we got to do a hammer and then she comes up with all of these ideas right and then um you know work for it has been kind of my tagline for a long time and i've Mm -hmm. used that and obviously we named the podcast that and i still we're gonna leave it as work for it podcast but um there's another youtuber that uses it and he's not in the same space he's like a different kind of guy but he's similar he does like trucks i think he does like um like lifted trucks and big tires and bumpers and custom stuff like that and he's out in california 
I didn't even know he existed. But all the time, people are like, hey, I saw your bumper sticker on this truck. Check it out. And they're sending me photos. And it's this guy's sticker that says work for it. That's another thing. Like, whenever I go to search for your stuff on social media, especially on YouTube, like when I'm looking for housemate or, you know, it seems like every single time I'm looking for your stuff and it comes up with completely off the wall, random things that aren't you. Housework is a really common thing so right you know, right um house made on the other end oh sorry is not I so, backwards yeah so house made is a little bit more uh customized to me there are mm-hmm. other house maids out there i've seen them but there there's really nobody of note as far as i know using that um house made uh, terminology or whatever but so we came we were brainstorming one night and i said um, you know, there's this old Irish like blessing that just says hard work and good luck. And what it meant was, is that it's we hope that you have hard work, but it's you have good luck behind it. You know, like okay, there's cool. there's things helping you along. Um, and it's all, and then the other side of it, the other way you could kind of read into it would be like it's hard work and good luck. Like basically, of course, there's some luck associated mm-hmm. with what we do or being successful, there is some luck. I've now bought into that. I used to not believe in luck, but now I think there is some something uh, to that. Or more or less to uh, opportunity and, uh, you know, there's certain advantages that you have as, as a person in life mm-hmm, and uh, sure. that were not and that were not by your doing. There were, you know, these are things that had been probably passed on to you uh, from your, the, you know, the founding fathers being born in the United States is a sure. tremendous advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the color of your skin even is a tremendous advantage. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you have to look at it like that and it mm-hmm. sucks, but it is the case. And um, Malcolm Gladwell is an author that I read all the time. He he put a big um, a case out there for this. Um, and because he's black, he basically proved, you know, that, white people have advantages and it's, it's, it was a really interesting take and which is why it changed the way that I see luck. It changes the Mm -hmm. way that I see advantage. And, um, so when I read that hard work and good luck, I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta start, you know, migrating away from work for it, uh, and starting, you know, start using something that's a little bit more, um, that would align a little bit better with what I'm all about and what I think about and work for it definitely is what I think about. It's just unfortunate that there's, and not only just this truck guy on YouTube, it also is a, a saying that people use who do CrossFit. Right. So yeah. You, That's the so other thing is every time that. I, every time I post under work for it, I'm always seeing like when I go ahead and research, research that I'm always seeing CrossFit and workouts and, you know, yeah. weightlifting. And it's like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, yes. But if you loot, if you look out, look up hard work and good luck or even the hashtag, there's really not that much out there. So it's it definitely is something we're working on. So that's the push what we're doing is uh, we're going to put out a line of T-shirts and um, with these same, like, so you're going to start seeing the trickle down new sticker designs. Those stickers have been ordered. They're already on their way to us. Cool. And that's what the... Um, the raffle entries will get, so Aww. they won't get the same set of stickers. <laughs> I, I'll send you Dang some. It. Don't worry. Oh, I, 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 I bought it. I bought a couple thousand dollars worth of stickers, so I I got plenty coming. Cool. And then and then we'll we'll start this campaign of hard work and good luck. And and you know I I I see it more like a blessing. Like look, I am telling you, yes, you're going to do hard work, but at the same time, 
I'm like giving, I'm sending positive energy sure. to you through good luck. Um, and then obviously the t-shirt uh, opportunities in there with the Absolutely. freaking horseshoes and the four leaf oh, yeah. clovers. And I mean, just everything we could do with that. I mean, um, hell, really if you just put it. that sticker on the front of a shirt, I know people will buy that because that is that is a really good looking design. I I guess I've only really seen the skull design. I'm sure the other ones are just as good, if not better. Yeah, that we did a whole um, like a Southwest with horseshoes, nice. and 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 really kind of like you know, there's a lot of farriers that listen to this and mm-hmm. blacksmiths that listen to this who were farriers or they they grew up in a house where somebody worked with horses and shoes and um, yeah, man, it, it I'm I'm totally stoked and excited to be kind of rebranding not. It, Basically, what's going to happen is all my housework stuff is going to be converted to house made. And, okay. and that'll be, yeah. that way it's all consistent across the board. And that is thanks to Aaron Lee, because he was the one that brought it up to me initially. He was like, your your branding is all over the place. You got to get mm-hmm. it narrowed down to one thing. And he was totally dead on. And I never thought of it that way because I was too close to it. Yeah. And if you're ultra consistent on, you know, the wording or hashtags, you know, if you're if you're ultra consistent on what you're putting out there, people will be able to find you more or more easily. Um, yeah. Also, you know, just to go back just a touch, you know, finding those um, unique hashtags that is all your own. Like, for for instance, like the WFI projects, you know, there's nothing else out there that's going to do a hashtag WFI projects so that, you know, when we go and look at them, you know, we're just seeing the stuff that is meant for our eyes. Um, so the hashtag hard work, good luck has eight posts. There we go. All like those, they're all those like, um, you know, text over obligatory photos, right? The freedom to do your best means nothing unless you are willing (laughs) to do your best. The hard work puts you where the good luck can find you. Is that a Michael Scott, um, quote? Probably, <laughs> uh, he, but he didn't say oh. it. He's quoting someone else, right. but he wrote his name and then someone Wayne else Gretzky. Uh, yeah, Michael exactly. <laughs> I had that up in my office for the longest time. Oh goodness! Oh my god! So anyway, all right, real quick, give you a heads up. I only have about another thirty minutes to be on this call or okay. on this podcast, and the reason is is because I've got to go meet Skippy okay, and cool. um, test drive my fork truck and all that. So um, we're 24 minutes in. Can you believe that? Doesn't even seem Already? like 24 minutes. Goodness. Yeah, that's crazy. More positive feedback about you being on the show, Brian. Oh, so man, just so you that. know, a lot of people have um, personally reached out to me and said, like, hey, Brian Cohn's like an awesome addition. Oh, to the man. Thank you. Um, yeah. I actually I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Not not. That sounds a little conceited, but, you know, I wanted to talk about interactions, both positive and negative with, you know, people that interact with our stuff. Um, For instance, um, I actually had someone message me from Germany last night. Um, He sent me a voice message basically saying, hey, you know, I was, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a small time knife maker. I'm just getting into the hobby. I'm looking into making fillet knives. And I stumbled across your, you know, Filet Knife YouTube video and he basically just said, hey, you're doing a great job. I appreciate you putting out this content and, you know, good luck and stay healthy and, you know, all that. And holy cow, does that just make you feel good? Like, I think I know who this is. 
It, really? I, I, yeah. He sent me a message, too, and it was via voice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's from Germany. It's probably the same guy or Austria or somewhere. Yeah, it was ger- a German dude. But yeah, I mean, holy cow, was that just a fantastic, you know, you know, just to have the ability to reach out and, you know, say, hey, I'm seeing you're doing good work. And I just want to let you know that you're, you know, just keep it up and, you know, heads, you know, keep your head high and all that stuff felt great. And then on the other hand, uh, about a week or so ago, I got a message on one of my YouTube videos. Basically, I I don't remember what it is, but it's basically You don't say. You got a negative comment on YouTube? You don't say. But here's the thing. (laughs) Um, You know, basically they said something along the lines of, you know, you messed it up. You know, you're you're an idiot, whatever. And And I basically just said, hey, you know, I'm, I see what you're saying and I'm sorry you feel that way. And then it turned around into, hey, I'm so sorry for um, saying something so nasty. I was in a bad place and I just want to oh. let you know that, you know, I subscribed because you responded, you know, and it was just like, holy cow, you know, you know, if you, if you, you killed him with kindness. Exactly. That's what I was about to say is, you know, just because you're getting hate online or wherever, you know, if you respond with, hey, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but, you know, whatever, you know, maybe maybe you might convert somebody. Sometimes people are just lashing out to be an asshole and then realize that they're being an asshole and change their ways. So have you ever gotten anything like that? Have you ever, you know, had a negative experience turn into a positive, you know, maybe even turn into a friend because, you know, you, you decided to not be an asshole back? Um, yeah, my policy is has been usually to be pretty um, to keep it positive, you know, like if somebody makes a negative comment Um, Mm -hmm. recently, though, I've been just like not in the mood for that. So I've just been like either ignoring it completely. Mm -hmm. Um, Facebook is like the king of that um, where people sort of passive. There's there's a small group of people. And I used to call them um, old, angry machinists. Yep. The okay. OAMs. And they still dislike what I'm doing. You know, they just think that everything should be, you know, zero tolerance and all this stuff. And it's and I get it. That's the world they live in. That's like what they want. Right. And and uh, I understand that. But, you know, they it's unfortunate that they're not a lot like they can't allow themselves to to see Oh, like, wow, this is a working machine that doesn't it almost like it's threatening everything that they learned or have right. been doing for their whole lives. This guy who is a computer guy designed a machine. It works flawlessly, but it wasn't machined. Well, no. I'm going to write about 10 paragraphs on Facebook why this machine should not work on a video of it working perfectly. Right. You know, like, it's like <laughs> it, it, it makes no sense. It's like, uh, you know. And there's a small group of those people that no matter what I post, they will tell me in great detail and to the point, sometimes even drawing, well, they will create a drawing and post it on there to prove why it doesn't work. And then my response will be, but you just saw a video of it working. Right. You know, I, I don't really know what to tell you. Well, that's it won't work for very long. I'm like, yeah, well, this these have been out there for about three years now and they're working just fine. And now you know, here's the thing know. is those people obviously have a depth of knowledge. And like, you know, if they just turned it into, hey, let me message you privately and, 
you know, here's here's what I'm seeing and this is what I would do. And, you know, here's a little bit of constructive criticism if you're willing to take it. I mean, I would, you, would you I not that take sometimes. that? Like, would you not? No, you I know, do. Yeah. Any opportunity, any opportunity to better your machine, I'm sure you'd be willing to hear at least hear out. So, you know, my machine is it it meets a certain criteria and and it fits into a niche of people who want all of the functionality of a manufactured grinder but can't sure. afford one of these machines that costs $5,000 or even $3,000 or whatever, right? So the reason why those machines cost that much is because every single part is machined. It is right. precision. My argument is, is I can get the same job done the same way with the same precision with a $900 machine as I can with a $5,000 machine. Right. That threatens people and it threatens their ideas. And I just, I just tell them like, look, I could do it your way and yes, it would work, but my way works too. And my way is a hundred times cheaper than your way. Right. That's the thing. And I can walk somebody through how to do it, build it all over the world. Guys in mud huts in the Middle East have built these with rudimentary tools and they're making knives in their little towns. And I'm sorry, but you can't tell me that that isn't a huge success. I took a tool that was out of reach for 95% of the people out there and mm-hmm. I made it in reach. Right. And so when I, when people go, well, you really should use this bolt or you really should use that. It's like, some Does dude in Afghanistan <laughs> is not going to have a lathe to turn a shoulder bolt, sure. but he can go down to a hardware store and buy this bolt. And will it work? Yes. Does it need Absolutely. some adjustment? Yes. Will it work for 10 years? Yes. Will it work for 20? Yes. And also, you know, especially going on to, you know, the people who are selling these to are makers themselves. So if something, you know, somehow, some way goes wrong... They are very capable people to fix the machine because they built it themselves. Yeah. I had someone tell me, they were like, you you built a machine that's going to last like 50 years. Like, what's your strategy when everyone owns one? And I was like, I don't know. I guess if I'll everyone owns another. one, you've got enough money to retire. Yeah, I, I know. And it, because they're so solid, they, you know, they, they're going to last forever, you know. And so I just think, well, that's a success in my head. I don't know. I'm I'm not really so much doing it for the money. I need to li- to make a living, but you know, I'm not like these big companies like GE that needs to uh, put in. Um, they design obsolescence into right, their right. things, and you know, uh, I think that's like one of the shittiest things you could do because it's just like, oh well, I have to design, but I have to put in designed obsolescence so that the generation behind me can make money or I can make more money five years down the road. It's like, no, 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 this, this is something, this is a passion project for me. I created it and I'm just going to keep developing that and more tools. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And just whatever and just see where it takes me. I'm... I just think basically getting back to what you were asking me, it was like, well, I've lost my patience, you know, a little bit with that process of trying to convince people. And I just realized like, look, I'm, I'm not going to be able to convince a machinist who has like, you know, half a million dollars worth of CNC tooling or whatever that he should build my grinder. Cause he shouldn't, he should build his own version, one off grinder that is going to be insanely precision. And he's going to have all the same functionality as my grinder, but he'll be, it'll be a shiny, really cool thing. How do I explain that to a guy, you know, like no, you politely, don't. you just you don't. don't, but the guy <laughs> on Facebook or YouTube that tells me I talk too much. Well, right. you're right about that. My mom says that's <laughs> one of my best qualities. There's I mean, a come whole, on. There's a whole group of people who are now listening to a podcast because they, they like to hear you talk. So like, this is my response. <laughs> when people tell me that I talk too much in my YouTube videos, I'm like, well, if you'd like to listen to me more, make sure you check out the Work For It podcast <laughs> on any major podcasting platform. Oh, goodness. You can't please everybody. And that's no, what I've can't. learned. But here's what I have learned is that if you just keep quiet or you just keep doing what you should like you want to do, like if you just be yourself and you push out awesome content and do your thing and live your life and whatever. And, and most of the time, don't respond to the haters they'll move on to somebody else and whatever, and they'll do their thing, but you'll find your, your people. Yeah. They sure. will crowd around you and go, we love what you're doing. And you know, we want to see you succeed and all of that. And those are the people I'm talking to. I'm yeah. not talking to the old angry machinists. I'm talking to the people who are like more like me, you know, sure. the handsome people, the smart <laughs> people and the, the people who have, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a positive outlook for the world and business acumen, you know, yes, sir. all of those things. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. There's a <laughs> place in the world for old angry machinists. We oh, need sure. you people. We need you. We yeah. have to have you. Just not, not for my project. Not so mine. switching gears for a little bit, I think we can officially talk about this big giant collaboration we've had on the DL for oh, so long. Oh yes. Yes, we can. How are you doing yeah. on your Bowie knife? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I, I actually underestimated very much the time it would take for me to make the guard. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know how yours went, but my mine, I'd never done one before. So it was very, very difficult. <laughs> and then I was like, man, these guys on Forge and Fire make one in like, you know, 30 minutes. You know, they're, they're, I mean, I suppose the more you do, 
quicker it goes. But and also, you know, like those people aren't looking for the you know seamless no gap fit ups like what we're trying to get. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a huge spoiler right now. So if you don't want to know what my knife is about or what it's gonna be detailed on, just forward like three minutes in. All right, so I'm gonna do a a Bowie knife that is a uh, tribute to David Bowie. Nice. And uh, it's gonna be called the Rebel Rebel. And, okay. And uh, I don't know if you know like David Bowie's music much. I mean, oh, I yeah. know you probably know of him and stuff, but like you know, it's it's kind of half- obscure. You know, I did a halftime show with ba- David Bowie. Students. Oh, you did? Are you freaking yeah, serious? Of course. Well, shit. I didn't know that. Uh, now, what is that? Six degrees from Kevin Bacon thing or whatever? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't know you were buddies with David Bowie. That's cool. No, I, so, I played his music in a halftime show. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like he was there and oh, you God, guys played no. together. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's dead now, but uh, right. but yeah. So David Bowie is one of my, my all-time heroes. And I, I think he's... And so when I was like thinking about the Bowie knife, I was thinking like, what would David want? You know, like okay. what would he really want? And if he was going to carry something, it would have to be flashy. Of right? It would have to be like this thing. So um, making it out of a rasp like I okay. did for the other knife and the traditional Bowie uh, shape and and a couple of cool little Mad Max type deals in there. And then uh, a, a hand hammered copper uh, guard. Awesome. That will be patinaed using um i'm using a couple of techniques that probably not a lot of people have heard about but i my goal is to get some really interesting colors on that copper and do it naturally somewhat naturally you know and then the handle will be i'm kind of going back and forth on the handle but it's going to be very kind of like eclectic wait a second you're going back to back and forth at this point you're not done yet well holy cow bud we got 10 (laughs) days right isn't it 10 days away (laughs) I guess it's 10 days I could, Plenty I could, I'm so I, you know, the hardest part for me is the, well, well, probably the hardest part will be the, the guard, but the handle itself I think will be fairly simple. And, yeah. um, and the, the blade is done. It just needs to be heat treated. So it's really just assembly after I finish the handle. So I, I got plenty of time. I think I'll be all right. Okay. What about you? Where are you at? Dude, are I'm you done. worried that I'm not going to have it done? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm just worried that, um, you know, it, there's something about, you know, you get down to the last little bit of your deadline and you start, you know, it, it's not necessarily cutting corners, but you have to choose the quick option instead of the cool option. Yeah. So, you know, I, just I, I didn't see a do that with this. coming out of your thing. So, yeah, I didn't do that with this one. Like, I thought I was going to run out of time and I and I but like I, you know, I ran into a few snags with mm-hmm. some things, but I. Yeah, no, I think it's going to turn out pretty great. Now, when you said that you're going to do a David Bowie Bowie knife, all I could think of is that famous picture of David Bowie's face with the lightning strike across yes. his face. I mean, yes. doesn't that just go right into your whole thing? With it the really does. Strikes? I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. And my logo is a is a, an homage to Bowie. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know you're yeah. such a Bowie fan. Dude, I mean, the guy was just like he was born before his time. Of course, you know, yeah. he he just you know he was releasing this amazing music. Um, he was he was an artist in every regard, mm-hmm. and and a gentleman too. 
he was a, you know, if you look at David Bowie's history, he's like, you know, he's got a clean history. The guy that did, you know, amazing. I mean, I'm sure he had his fun, you know, with things, but I think, you know, overall, he's like somebody that I really look up to. Plus I love his music and yeah, the lightning bolt man is like, and, and you see it even in the skull, you know, the skull uh, sticker that we did, it's the lightning bolt on the forehead. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so about you? I, on the other come? hand, I've um, I've been done with my Bowie knife for about a month now. <laughs> I've actually I already have my final video. You know, Kyle's already edited it together. We've I haven't even started editing yet, by the way. Oh my goodness, I am <laughs> I am getting more and more. I knew that would blow your you. mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle's already. You know, he sent me back and forth four or five different uh, versions of it. It's comes into I think right around twenty five minute long, but. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. It's all, all right. done, man. I I did some voiceovers with it, you know, went kind of went kind of the extra mile just kind to make it a little bit better, but yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're I'm an overachiever. I'm happy. I'm happy. Well, you're originally, done. um, you know, it was originally supposed to come out the 8th of October. So I was yeah. always working like, you know, especially with me and Kyle. Kyle's, you know, the videographer for central michigan university now so you know oh, he, wow. he doesn't exactly have all the time in the world to travel out to auburn and you know do this thing and i mean it was a five-day process so i mean i needed him for a long time so i i did it early to get it out of the way in case something went wrong i would have a couple extra days to you know get it done and over with but yeah, I mean, it's been limited availability with my videographer, so I needed to get it done early and have it done. So, yeah, we got it done, and I'm happy with it. I'm. It came out way more badass than I ever expected because I've never done a Bowie knife, and I just went kind of crazy with it. I went, um, I did a forged Damascus Bowie, and I've never done a cross guard. You get to see the first one I've ever done. Um, never done a hidden tang knife before, and there's the first. You know, you can kind of see that going on. And it it's a very functional knife, so I'm happy with it. Man, that's awesome. What what steel did you? Is it a or do you not want to give? I mean, you tell me if you if you don't want to give out this info. But yeah, it- you know, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Um, it's it's a piece of Alabama Damascus. I cut it down to general shape and then forged it out. You know, did the the uh, distal tapers and all that fun okay. stuff with it. But okay, distal I cut taper. it out. All right. Yeah, I, I cut it out to an eight foot Bowie, and then after I do, got done forging on it, it ended up being a nine and a quarter inch Bowie. So I did a significant amount of forging on it. It's a big blade. Yeah, it is. It's it's gigantic. And um, to kind of you know transition this a little bit, you know, I that's the video. You know that video where I I cut those eight water bottles in half. Did, yes. did you see that? Yes, so I did. Yeah. The, I did it with that. That that was the um the testing at the end of the video. I that was that cut. Oh, that was that um, knife. Okay. Yeah. So, so, if, so if we pause it frame for frame, we might be able to see the blade before the video. <laughs> oh, comes sure. Out. Yeah, if, yeah. If you're really that dedicated, uh, go for it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it and screenshot it, and then it. send it out to everybody and be like, "Look, look at there it look is. At his, there it is. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Early <laughs> release. Yeah. So after that video, I, I posted that little eight bottle trap. Um, oh shoot, who was it? Somebody else did a nine bottle chop to one up me. That and was now, Noah Bloomberg of yeah, Antioch Noah. River Forge. Antioch, yep. yeah, sorry. I, I shouldn't have uh, forgot his name there for a second, but yeah, and oh, he okay. uh, did a nine bottle chop and then Pickle Cutters, Nick Tobin over there did a 10 bottle chop with his knife that he just finished up. He had to one so, up you. 
I love it. I love that we're one up upping each other. You know, uh, Noah did not. I did eight. Noah did nine. You know, now pickle cutters did ten. Who out there is going to do eleven? Like, what's the next one? I'm going to do twenty. How do about it. that? <laughs> You're going to have to do like a running start. I'm going to. I actually, I'm, I actually thought about this because I was like, well, how could I do twenty at one time if you stack them? Like, if you, you know, uh, ah, in, one in front of the other. Now, that, hear me out. Hear me out. I, I know it's I know it sounds like it's cheating, but I was gonna use I I have this really old machete, right? Okay. And since it's like Halloween or October or whatever, I was gonna like sharpen it, you know, get it razor sharp the whole thing, and mm-hmm. do like uh getting a like a Jason ski mask, uh you know goalie mask kind of thing, and do like twenty bottle chop or whatever, and fill uh, those bottles with fake blood. No, oh, dude, that's a, there that's we go. a good idea. Yeah. So maybe I we'll feel like. That. To be a part of this one-upsmanship, it has to be a knife that you've made. That's a good point. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't be a knife I made. It would be a knife I'd sharpened, but that would be about it. Yeah. And I don't have anything that long. You Actually, to, somebody wait, asked me on. if they... Where's that, um, where's that hog splitter? Hog splitter would probably do it. It's just that it's like such a it's such a heavy bevel behind the edge. I don't know if it would go <laughs> through that many. I don't know. You'd have Those to, are uh, coconuts pretty good. There we go. I was going to say, maybe you could chop a couple of hogs in a, in a line up a couple of hogs in a split. Oh, definitely you'll chop a there hog. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, real quick, let's dive into WFI projects. Yes, a couple sir. of big things occurred on WFI projects. Oh, yeah? Uh, Richard Beck of Beck's Armory. So Great at dude. Beck's Armory LLC. Uh, Richard does all kinds of things. He's an engineer. Uh, makes all kinds of stuff. He made some really cool. Um, he used the Langmuir Systems Crossfire Pro table, which is the same table I have. Yeah. He used it uh, to make a sprocket, which I was like blown away. I'm like, man, I would have never thought of that. And it's it's like kind of like a bike sprocket. I'm not exactly sure what it's for. Maybe a go kart or something. But okay. Langmuir Systems actually reposted his his post that oh, had so cool. the WFI projects hashtag on it. So, so in turn, Langmere Systems actually posted on WFI projects, which hey. I find very funny and very cool. Um, so very cool, Richard, and um, that looked like it was a, a successful project. I'm digging it. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, who is this? Aru Blade Works. I I can't imagine yeah. this is him. What is that laser system? That thing is so cool. Do you do you have any idea what that, that is, is, Brian? No, that is not Jason. So I know no, Jason, I but yeah, he's um, yeah, I've seen these before, and they're that they, yeah, they're laser cleaners. I mean, it looks like something straight out of Star Trek or something. Straight out of Star Trek, super cool. That's a repost, but yeah, he's okay. Yeah, that is really cool. So That's I'll do Black another one. Magic wizardry. Yeah, for sure. I'll do another one. Uh, JK Blades has this really cool chopping looking. Maybe it's some sort of like a Americanized Nakiri looking thing, but yeah. that looks like a really cool forged out blade. Of course, JK Blades of uh, Hustle and Grind podcast, another great podcast. They actually just did a whole podcast on their favorite podcast, and of course, you know we came up in that, which we're appreciative of. I haven't listened to it yet. I was, oh yeah, I saw it come up. Yeah, I dude, you need to, to jump it. on that. It, yeah, I do. I I actually got sucked into that Working Hands podcast and listened. Okay. To that. I just all right. binged all the episodes because I'm working on um, I'm building a uh, another grind. I'm actually building like three more revolutions, uh, and um, sending one to um, 
the guys over at the Art of Craftsmanship. I'm nice. doing a uh, Gen Four for Dustin, actually. So awesome. Speaking yeah. of how that um that um raffle or waffle or however you want to say it, that seemed to go very well for you. It did. It went really well. Uh, nine hundred and fifteen oh entries. Holy cow! Yes, yes, nine hundred and fifteen entries. And I could have sold a lot more. I mean, if I didn't shut it down on Saturday, it would have just kept going. But I yeah. didn't really want it to be that. I didn't think it was going to get that out of control. And I wanted the odds to be, you know, better than one in a thousand. But right. that's what it turned out to be. Uh, and the guy that won it, Paul Taylor of Westminster, Westminster, I think, Colorado. Oh, cool. Uh, is a guy who follows me on YouTube. Totally obscure. Like, don't know who he is. He's not somebody that I've ever really had a much contact with other than he watched my welding table video that I made and asked me in an email, which I say on the video, I'm like, hey, if you want to, you know, make this table, send me an email and I'll send you the plans. Awesome. And I sent it to him. Right. And um, and he was so appreciative. Super nice guy whatever. He doesn't post a ton on social media. And, and then I pull his name and I'm like, I don't know who this is. It was the same story <laughs> with Josh Howard. I know and now know Josh Howard because of he course. won the original one. But I'm like, I, I just didn't know these guys. And it's there's so many people that listen and watch and follow on social media that I'm not fully connected to. You know, like there's a core group of people that are right. always commenting and always, you know, um, sort of in the forefront. But these guys that won, they were not. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so huge success, huge success. Yeah, Generated really... money and and helped me fund the repairs at the new shop and fund, you know, obviously paid for the grinder and all the shipping and everything. So that's that's taken care of. But it put a little money in my pocket to pay for some of these extraneous expenses that I didn't know were coming, you know, with the new space. So, yeah, yeah I'm really thinking about doing a raffle for my Bowie knife because it's it's not sold yet. And I've never done a raffle before, and I feel like I'm just kind of too small. Sorry? You should put that in the edit for when you post it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I just don't know about a it. Late. It is a little bit. Well, we have time. We could have we could have Kyle put that in. Uh, but I'm, I kind of, you know, it. I put a lot of time and effort into it, and I'd hate to do a raffle and get like four bids in. You know, that would suck. Well, then maybe you got to do it somewhere where you have more exposure, like here and on Instagram, you know. Yeah. Um, so, guys, if know. you if you guys are interested, let you know. Message me. Let I'm me interested. know. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah. Let like, me know well, if I how much do a would the ticket? How much would the tickets would be? Like, I I have no you idea. So let's just say you would sell. Let's just say you would sell ten. Let's say you sell twenty tickets. Okay. All right. Uh, what if you only sold twenty tickets? What was your what would be your break even on that blade? Honestly, because I mean it's Damascus, it's forged, it's for a YouTube video. Yeah. I was hoping to get somewhere around the six hundred dollar mark, but I okay. have no idea. So yeah, twenty tickets, you'd have to sell them at thirty a pop. Yeah. So uh, you or is that my math wrong? Is that five hundred bucks? Let's see. No, that's that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so you would probably hope. For more, I would course, say if you did like course. a $10 ticket, you would need to sell 60 tickets. That That's doable. At 10 bucks a pop, I think that's definitely doable. Something you should okay. consider. If you think Brian Cohn should raffle off that awesome uh, Bowie knife that he made, uh, send him a message, send me a message or hashtag it or whatever, 
uh, and then maybe we'll organize it and we'll see. Because we, you know, we can get a lot of people involved on that. Sure, too, sure. You know, sure. Yeah, I'm into it. So, all right, I'll jump right back into WFI projects because we're running out of time. Uh, I'm going to pick somebody that we haven't really talked about recently. Um, Pickle Cutters is doing a a, Nick Tobin is doing a um, a Wah style handle and he's he's crushing on social media. He's doing a really great job. He is doing a really great job. And Kyle Jeanette. She's doing more of these uh, these hand carved. Yeah. Well, I think the last one she did is not wooden. It's forged. If oh. you look at the look at the handle, it's tw- like a twist. I think she forged that. And let me just see. On another look at the eater, this is after soaking in vinegar, then darkening it up. Yeah, this is definitely wow. Forged. That is that is very impressive. Cool. Yeah, crazy impressive. Uh, uh, Miss Jonette Kawa Jonette, if you think of it, I would love to see your process of like just forging out a spoon. So. If, Make a video and tag us in it because I'd love to see it. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, there is some really great stuff. There here. is. Ox- there really Oxford, is. There's over s- almost 700 posts now. Oh, on this, man. By the way, the last episode, it was 580. So that means it's exponentially growing. If that makes Honestly, sense. when um when I kind of came up with this idea of doing the WFI projects, I was really hoping it wouldn't be a flop. Like I, I had so flop. many expect, so many expectations of, you know, maybe getting like three or four posts a week at max. But man, this is this is really blown up, and I'm I'm very grateful for you guys. It's an excellent idea, and it makes it really easy for people to participate and get shouted out. And it and it gives us topics, things to talk about on the show. Yeah, because it does. I'll tell you, I mean, there's only so many times I can go. I hate contractors. I mean, I'm going to bash contractors <laughs> probably for the you know the next five episodes, but I can't do that every episode. It gets boring. Right, right. Oxford Blade Co., somebody new in our feed. I am now following you, Oxford Blade Co. He made a really cool, it's almost like a chisel knife. I don't know how to uh, say it. It's got like a clip point sort of, and it's boxy. I am a big fan of kind of almost style. it looks like a uh americanized tanto knife almost yes that's a good way to put it um it looks like maybe it's a single bevel like it's only on one side oh yeah i can totally see that yeah, yeah. i watched a fascinating youtube video oh, yeah? i'll have to share it it was um a process of a korean knife maker making Ooh. a sushi knife Ooh. Um, which would be kind of like um Kind of like a Gyoto, I would say, but it's a lot longer, like, you know, a very long. There's probably some name for it and I don't know it. But um, I what I found fascinating was his tooling because he used a lot of tools that uh, I wasn't so familiar with. And it, it was a really great uh, video. So I'll, I'll share it. And then um, and one of the things that I found fascinating, too, was like all of his tools were on the ground, like kind of low. Really? Huh. So, so yeah. So he had to, um, like crouch while he was working, which I've seen I feel other like that Japanese would kill your back and your legs. And I don't I guess know if the, you, if you do it all of your life, it doesn't bother you. I'm sure. I don't know why. The, I mean, I've seen other Japanese knife makers being down on the ground and that's, uh, where they're even their, um, power hammers and such are only like 12 inches off the ground. Whoa. 
and they sit when they work or they kneel when they work. Huh. Um, so if anybody has any history on that or understands that, um, you know, maybe it's easier on the back after a while. Maybe get used to it. Maybe it's just less fatigue. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So switching gears real quick, do, before you have to run off, do you have a dad joke or two? I always have dad jokes. Of Are you course kidding you do. me? I, I, I have a, uh, I have a, um, all right, here's a really good one. There you Are you ready with your trombone? You got that? Oh. <laughs> All right. What do you call a lost superhero hero? What do you call a lost superhero? Wonder Woman. Brigham Kendall also <laughs> get, this is really funny. It it's um he sent this to me and I fell for it. Do you know the difference between a curtain and toilet paper? No. What is it? So it was you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So the the response is like the response is supposed to be like the person goes like, wait, what? What do you mean? No. And then they're like, oh, my God, you wiped your ass with the curtains. Sweet baby Jesus. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. So oh, uh, real quick, one last shout out I want to give Wengel's Workshop, W-E-N-G-E-L-S Workshop. If you're not watching his YouTube videos, you should. He's another Florida maker. Um, he just released a video of him making uh, kind of like a shop knife, like an EDC shop knife, a fixed blade with no handle. It's a oh. great design. He uses a revolution that wasn't built by him or me. It was oh. built by a buddy of mine up in Tampa who was uh, building them and selling them, an older guy, and he cool. just got bored of it and stopped doing it. But uh, Wangle's Workshop got one. So yeah, he uses awesome. a, uh, yeah, Cole is his name, Cole Engel, and his YouTube channel is Wangle's Workshop, and it's totally really good stuff. It's like, it harkens from the day of the original Simple Little Life videos, if that makes any sense. Like okay. some of Jeremy's stuff that like Jeremy just did focused on knives and mm-hmm. just like the process of making a knife, That's if awesome. that makes sense. For yeah. sure. I will definitely check that out as soon as I jump off of here. Check it out. Subscribe. Go go take a look. It will be. And he's also hashtagging WFI projects now, by the way. Awesome. So. Great. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, man, I think that this is pretty much a good podcast. Thank that was that We're just a smidge under one hour, Brian. Oh, and man. That, that's Wait, exactly right we where gotta we gotta do like an we gotta do another dad joke just to get us to the hour mark. Another dad joke. Oh, yeah. Man. All right. Let me dig let me dig into the archive. All right. Because we can't, I have we had... can't come up short on the hour. It's not like we're gonna throw out uh fifty eight or a 59 minute episode. Come on now. Oh, hey, well, I all right, I'll let you pick. Do you want to do a dad joke or do you want to hear about a new tool that I just purchased? Let's do a new tool. All right. Do you I don't know if you know who Clark Taplin is. I Facebook. don't offhand. Okay. So, Clark owns Clark Iron Forge, okay? All right. And he has been making forge presses in his little workshop and garage. Mm. And he does this in Tennessee, I think. I'm pretty sure he's in Tennessee. Great story. This is a great story. 
Do you know who Justin Miller is, Florida Man Forge? Oh, yeah. yeah. You've seen his stuff, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, So sure. uh, he did all that knife testing with that really cool patinaed knife that he made, and he put up a bunch of videos about that. He lives in Ocala, which is like three hours, four hours from me. Uh, so I commented on Clark's one of Clark's Forge Press uh, concepts because Clark came up with a 25-ton benchtop Whoa. Forge press. 25 so, tons on a bench top. On a bench top. I need me one of those. 25 tons. Okay. And Clark is in a unique position to come up with this stuff because he's built literally hundreds of these of these uh, uh, forge presses. And I've been toying around with the idea of just building one and putting a plan set out there, which I might do at some point, but I, mm-hmm. I just have not had time. And... Uh, he posted this thing where he said he was going to stop making floor, uh, com- like floor uh, model versions of these forge presses because he's running out of room in his workshop. And he's okay. like, I just don't have the space to build these big things. And he's like, honestly, you don't need that big. You don't, you don't also, need a big one. You know, the all, 95% of knife makers aren't making swords. They're making smaller knives. So it's like, yeah. Do you really need the floor? Mo- I mean, of course, it'd be great to have a, you know, giant Chambersburg 300 pounds power hammer or a giant press. But like, do you really need it? I am with you in that regard. And, I, you know, even when you talk to these guys who buy the coal iron forge, um, uh, 16 tons or the 12 ton or whatever they have. And then, and they're making Damascus with them. I sure. mean, they're, they're very, very strong. They're very powerful. So when Clark said he was coming up with a 25 ton and that he had built one and it was a success, I just messaged or wrote a comment underneath the, the picture. And I said, I'd be very interested in that, you know, like, hey, yeah. um, let's talk. Immediately, I get a message from Florida Man Forge, Justin, and he mm-hmm. says, I'm going up there mid-November. I'll pick it up for you and bring it to you. Oh, wow. And I was like. Okay, well, this is a game changer. And I immediately wired him the funds and uh, sent the money to have one built. So Clark That's is awesome. building me a 25-ton forge press that is a bench top. Dude, um, I can't wait to see that thing. I have a feeling that he's going to have more work than he knows what to do with once I make a video <laughs> on this thing. So, I mean, it won't be just me, but it, it, it once I show it off and show what it can do. and <laughs> Once your workshop, celebrity gets to work on that thing, he'll be buried in work. I have this thing where I sell people out of shit. I don't know what it is. I've, I post something about Dude. it. Like it's, it's great. It's um, Chris Zepp and I were having that conversation. He's like, he's like, do you do this? He's like, do you go and buy what you need before you talk about it? It's like, yes, I do. Because if I were to say, talk about certain items before I've secured them, it becomes, they become very scarce for a while. And so, um, I guess like I have some influence. Sounds like you need to talk influence. about my knives a little bit more. <laughs> have you heard about Brian Cohn's Bowie knife raffle that he's doing? So, oh, but shoot, yeah, no, shoot. that, it, so I, I bought that from Clark. I sent him the money and, uh, I'm going to have a 25 ton, uh, benchtop forge, uh, forge press. And cool. then that, awesome. you know what that means? You got to come to Florida and make some freaking Damascus. Dude, that needs to happen. It needs yeah. to happen. Now, I know I was talking about maybe making it down there in this trip in November, but that ship has kind of sailed. Um, Change of plans? Well, you know, we sadly, you know, they they bought the tickets and they bought the plane tickets ahead of time before I even knew that this trip was coming together. It was supposed to be kind of a surprise, but then, you know, they they basically just it was it was going to be kind of like an early Christmas present. But then, 
you know, we just decided, you know, rather have people prepared ahead of time so that they can get work off and whatnot. But, um, yeah, you know, I, it, I think you should come down when you have more time, by the way. Yeah, and that's that, what that was my original thought is it, it, it's like come down for one day. That's just like that's just too right. much of a tease. You got to come down for like at least a weekend. I'm maybe thinking sometime. I'm thinking sometime January, February time after the Christmas rush. Yeah, I'm. I am building a massive mezzanine in my new studio, and cool. I could use a set of hands for that. Mm-hmm. Number one, I and, pick things uh, up and put them down. You could you could do that. You could also you know supervise with like a megaphone. You could like be yelling at us while we're doing it. And then, um, but I could use you for that. That would be really fun. We could make some content, and uh, we could uh, you know um, make some awesome shit while you're down here too. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I I think that's a good move to be to be you know very forward. Yeah. I think that the one day trip you would have been like shit. I don't even want to go back to Disney World. Right. Whatever. Right. <laughs> you know, like this is my Disney World right here. Brian's got a twenty five ton bench press. I got I got to <laughs> hang out and play with that damn thing. Who yeah. wants to see the freaking Pirates of the Caribbean? Thing. right right for sure anyway all right brian i appreciate you buddy i appreciate you buddy ben ben is at the dentist today yeah i'm sure he'd rather be on sounded like <laughs> i i'm sure he would rather be on with us but he's got uh i'm sure he's like talking like this and he can't <laughs> he can't he can't say anything so uh, we appreciate you, Ben. Yeah, we got to work for it, guys. We got to work for it. And he's like <laughs> drooling on the microphone and like teeth are falling out of his mouth and gauze, like bloody gauze. Uh, yeah. Poor yeah. Ben. And on that note, I'm going to end the Work For It podcast. All right, everybody. Have a great working week. We appreciate you as always. Hard work and good luck. My name is Brian House. And I'm Brian Cohn. For the Work, work For, it, for baby. it pod. Yeah, baby. All right. Talk to you guys soon. All right. See you guys. Later. This is an Easter egg, and you found it after the show. Last week, I screwed up, and I put a waveform, like, way down the timeline, like, way far on the right. And I, when I exported the show, that timeline, there was five minutes of dead air in there, right? And then I got messages from all these people saying, I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were going to, there was going to be, like, this, like, hidden track in the very end. And, and then there wasn't, and it was kind of a letdown. So this is for you guys, the ones who stuck it out. This is your Easter egg. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you guys have an awesome working week moving forward. Hard work and good luck. Cheers. Oh, I'm going to blow you a kiss. I'm blowing you a kiss. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.